Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. We've got some crucial conversations going on with my buddy Jamal. Hello. What's going on, man? Uh, transitioning to that 5.30 wake-up call now. Yeah, I see, I see you slowly trying to, you know, push your time back 30 minutes, man. What's going on? Everything all right? Things are good. I just have realized that I still get in a good amount of uh, – quiet time and walking time by starting at 5.30, then at 5. Uh, and 30 extra minutes sleep <laughs> is still feels good. Yeah. And it's cold in Indianapolis. Well, okay. By Indianapolis standards, it's nice because it like is 50, 55 degrees in the morning, Ooh. which to you is just unacceptable. Un- right. Oh, Yeah. Uh, but this is what in the Midwest we call good sleeping weather. It is. Because, uh, it's it also is that time of the year also where your heat is on yeah. uh, in your car on the way to work and your air conditioning is on your way back from work. Yeah. Like, yeah. So today was, it was 78 degrees on the way home, but uh, 50 degrees on the way. Yeah. That, sounds, that, sounds like, that sounds like winter time in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, I'm, you know, I'm still putting in the work and uh, I, one thing I've always admired about everything that you do, even when you deep downside know you're going to do something for maybe one or two years, you always go at it in a way that you're going to do it forever. Yeah, absolutely. Where did that start? Well, I started, that started when um, I had a football coach, Chris, Chris Hatcher. He um one of his in his first year at Murray State with with my team. He was there for two years. I spent two years with him. Well, I was there for two years with him. He was there a little bit longer. But I um remember him saying, he says, Man, we know whatever it is that you do, you should do it like you're gonna be there forever. And man, like man, I always listen to this guy talk. And I was, I, was, I was thinking at that moment, like, this guy's the craziest guy I've ever seen. But, like, when, when, he, when he said that, he was in the process of um, remodeling our locker room. When I, so when I got to Murray State, our locker room looked one way. Like, two months after he got there, it looked like it was, I mean, it was night and day difference. We had a game room. We had couches. We like it. It just was. It was so much nicer. And all he really did was reorganize the space, put some paint up. Um, he he moved some things around, redid some things, built some structures. He took some of his own money. He he did it. He raised some money. He did it. But it 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 showed me the the his concept in action because the improvements that he made only someone who was going to be there forever would have made those improvements um and and that concept has stuck with me just i mean to this day like for for, and i don't think it'll ever leave me because a lot of times we we're so focused on the amount of time that we're going to do something and we make decisions based on uh a definite end as opposed to um doing things that are just good for the process as opposed to just, uh, uh, I say a finite goal. You know, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I, gosh, I think the book came out 
it was before COVID. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's quite a year old. Um, but one of my favorite authors, if not human beings, is Simon Sinek. And he uh-huh. wrote a book called The Infinite Game, uh-huh. where it's, it's similar in the sense that a game normally has, it's a finite, it, there's, you know, there's a set of rules and the, the point is to win or to not, or, or the bad side, lose. But there is a finite amount of time on the clock or innings or whatever. The point of an infinite game is it's literally your job to try to make it go on forever. It's right. going to outlive you. And yeah. I think in a lot of ways, you're talking about the same thing. That love of the process means it's probably, whether you plan on being there for that position or that you know, contract or whatever, that if you do something well, it's going to outlive you. Right. And, and I would say this. So recently I read this book by John Metcalf called Chop Wood and Carry Water. Um, the book was brought to my attention because I was reading another book by Phil Jackson called 11 Rings. And I would say, if you read those two books, like it's, it's just a, it's like a combo pack for your mind anyway. Um, but in the book, he talks about um, not focusing on like outcomes. And he's, he talked about how any goal, whether it's high achieving or a low achieving goal, how that actually stunts your growth. And in the same line of the infinite game, um, it's, it, he talks about how much more successful would you be if the process was more important than outcomes? Like, I'm just going to be great where I'm at because the moment requires me to be as great as I possibly can. And I'm just going to focus on where I'm at right now. I'm not going to worry about the outcomes. I'm not going to, I'm actually going to relinquish outcomes to, to who I believe in. Or just to, you know, the atmosphere. I'm not going to focus on those things at all. But what I am going to focus on is each moment of each day. And I'm going to strive to be great in every single moment. And he says, it's when you do that, that that the goals, so to speak, um, will will really take care of themselves. Like you'll, you'll, you'll out-achieve anything that you would imagine to do if you just focus intensely on being great where you are. Where did you discover chop wood carry water? I was reading. I was reading. Well, so so I'm a I'm a audible audio book. Just Same. yeah, I, I do that that all day. So I'm listening to Phil Jackson's book in like in every chapter. Like every time something good happens, every time something bad happens, the man says chop wood carry water. Chop wood carry water. So I'm like, okay. So like I knew that there was a book called Chop Wood Carry Water. And I had read the description like two years ago and I was like, I just don't feel like wasting the credit on Chop Wood Carry Water by some unknown artist. I mean some by some unknown author. Mm-hmm. And Phil Jackson is referencing his book like crazy. Um and I go to it and it was it was yeah, it was a really good book. So I didn't know the wow, yeah. I know him pretty well. Matter no, of fact, yeah. yeah, last time he was in town, actually, he, he was so nice. He, he took myself and my and Anna out to dinner. Uh, yeah, sports people love him. Yeah, uh, he's, 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 he's the man. I mean, that book he wrote was, was incredible. Is well, my, kids, uh, my kids have read it. Yeah, and then he's got a follow-up to it, um, Pound the Stone. Also really good. We yeah. might have to might just have to read that if you if you like seriously if you're looking for a book to read, like that book like will 
will help you tremendously, especially right now. Absolutely. Like, I can't I can't get on here and just say everything that I'm dealing with, but like Don, you know, like <laughs> me yes. focusing on the moment is is so important. And like is one of the most freeing things that I've ever done in my life. Um not worrying about like any outcome, just being great where I'm at. Like the conversations that I have are so much better. Um I, like mm. like I'm talking to people as if like I'm gonna be alive as if we're gonna be alive forever. I was talking to um someone today who's close to retirement and I was like, man, you know what? We just have to make every day count. Like like don't count the days. Let's make every day count. I said, man, you you probably have forgotten more things about what it is that you do than most people have remembered. I, I was I was I was I was articulating a need for this specific individual within within our school, and it's just like one of those things. Um, I was so like I just it, it's it's a weird thing because you're just so focused <laughs> on where you are, and a lot of times what we'll say none is, hey man focus on what you can control and you'll be like yeah man that's powerful and what we do is we focus on all the things that we can we can control but the thing that we never do sometimes is we don't relinquish the things that we don't control we don't surrender those things so what we do by focusing on the things that we control is we think that if we do those things it's going to give us our expected outcome and when really we should just be doing because it's the right thing to do, which kind of goes into another uh, hatchism. He's uh, he had three rules. Oh, no, he had three rules. He, he one of his rules is just do right, do right. That's it. Like like you know the right thing to do, yeah. and it, and it's and it's crazy. Like if you just do the right things for the right reasons, like the, like the scores are going to take care of itself. But a lot of times we focus on the controllables. In, in hopes that it's going to give us our expected end. And we even get disappointed when we suffer, when we suffer wrongfully for well-doing. So two things, three things that come to mind um, when, you, when you're talking. Number one, I, uh, I don't know if you've ever gotten to the Enneagram. Um, it's kind of a personality test. Honestly, yeah. it's kind of faith-based um, yeah. personality test. And uh, I've identified and everybody else has identified me as a seven. And we, what we have to have, what we really struggle with is shiny objects. Mm-hmm. I'm always on to the next shiny object. And sometimes I don't finish my first two shiny objects because yep. I fall in love with the next shiny object. And it is a personality either sometimes it's a gift and sometimes it's a curse. But that enjoying and being great today um, is hard sometimes when I'm so excited about tomorrow's mm-hmm. task. So hearing that also like, you know, I, I've, I've been able to get a lot of great feedback from my team. And, and so that's something that resonates with me. Second of all is also like that you said, the deeper conversations. Um, I talked a little bit about it on the, on just the Monday motivation podcast, but like, you know, I deleted all the social media apps from my phone yeah. because I realized well, one, I was just scared to death after I watched that documentary, uh, social dilemma, but I mean, I didn't learn anything new. I've known all these things, but I was noticing the amount of distracted um, l- lack of conversation I had. And I was realizing that I, I say that I want to be the best dad I can be. I say that I want to be the best husband I can be. And here I am half listening to my wife because I'm checking to see who's mad about Trump or who doesn't like, you know, this Democrat or 
you know, why people are all upset. And I'm like, wait a second. I don't like either of them. Why am I right. on here? <laughs> Put it down. Right. Talk to your wife. And yep. again, I, I, I used to like, I, I still do, but half times I'd, Donnie, did you hear me? Huh? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I wasn't listening. I was pretending to, and I like, I had to be honest with myself. Yeah. And uh, same thing with, you know, Grant wanting my attention. Hold on, Grant. Let me show you. Let me, let me scroll this one more time. This person is reacting to this other thing. Who cares? Yeah. And, and then the third thing is, is that, that it's the process and it's going to, you know, enjoy every day uh, and be the best you can be. That sounds so cliche and platitude-ish, but it's true. Right. Like I was talking to Ava tonight and she was kind of worried and worked up about like some of the things that weren't exactly working out perfectly. I'm like, Ava, like girl, take some time to smell the roses. Right. And, 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 and like, like you're beating yourself up over a few things, but uh, like enjoy where you're at and then and, and be your best today. Don't fret about tomorrow. So it is true. I mean, like these things are all simple. We say these things to ourselves, but man, sometimes just, enjoying embracing today and having those deep conversations and being the best you can be is overlooked. Right. So like, even like, even like today, like, 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 I think we realize how much our energy shifts in a room. So two, two weeks ago, I was so occupied with the circumstances of COVID. That's what we're going to call it on this show. The circumstances of COVID. And I was in a meeting and um, some of my colleagues were like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, nothing, everything is fine. And I was just kind of just going through the motions of the procedures and different things. And they was like, no, something's definitely off. And like, I was doing my whole professional, you know, cover up disguise. And I was dealing with all of my emotions. And I was talking just like I normally talk. I was focusing on the fact that I needed to talk just normal. And um, they, they, they caught me. So, you know, we had a conversation that kind of told them, you know, it, I was dealing with the circumstances of COVID and I was trying to cope with cope with everything that's going on and the lightning fast speed of the environment and different things. It was like, yeah, like, like, I, I like, I know, like I can tell that you, you're not you. My energy was different, but today I'm in the office and, and someone, you know, uh, uh, makes a Missy Elliott reference. So I'm in my office and I just, I turn the song on and we just start dancing. And, um, it 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 uplifted everyone that was a part of, you know, a, a thirty second dance process. But my awareness in the moment has increased, so I've been able to capitalize on opportunities to connect with people because I'm no longer focused on the things I don't control. I'm just focused on the people who are around me and the circumstance. And there's only I can only do one thing on my to-do list at a time. So whatever thing I'm doing on my to-do list, whether it takes me 10 minutes or an hour, that's what I'm focused on. The people that I'm around, I always focus, like like today, my motto has been, there's nothing more important than you. There's absolutely nothing more important than you. So if I'm talking to you on the phone and we're doing this podcast right now and you know, when I'm when I get off here and I talk to my wife, there's nothing more important than the person that I'm talking to, and like mm-hmm. there's there is such a freedom in the the way that I'm able to carry myself now 
than it was two weeks ago. And, and this is a key piece of learning that I just learned. And it has been the most freeing because truly, Don, truly, just like you were saying, um, worrying doesn't get us anything. As a matter of fact, like, even if you worried about, you know, things that are on your body, like your hair, worrying won't make your hair grow and worrying won't change the outcome of whatever it is the outcome is. Because the thing is, people are too dynamic to plan for. Mm. I used to say that to, so back when Ava and Anna were little, Grant wasn't born yet. Uh, Ava and Anna are close enough in age. They're two and a half years apart. Mm-hmm. That I was very deliberate in saying, today, Anna, this is your day. You're kind of the same thing. There's nothing more important than you. Yeah. I love your sister and I love your mom, but today it's me and you. And, and it was just watching the reaction on, on her face. And, and um, <laughs> I was, yeah, there was one, and I, I forget where I got that from because somebody more or less pointed that out to me, like, like signal to your children and to your wife, like, okay, undivided attention. It is you. And uh, that is such a good, good uh, place to be in. And then, just because you know my affection for animated films, because I, I like animated films much more than Hollywood celebrities. Although today's animated films are usually narrated and voiced by Hollywood celebrities. But it reminded me of Master Uguay from Kung Fu Panda. Kung yeah. Fu Panda being one of my favorite movies. And he's, Master Uguay said, uh, um, he says, quit, don't quit, noodles, not noodles. You are, not, you are uh, too concerned with what was and what will be. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But mm-hmm. Today is a gift. And that is why they call it the present. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> you know, win, lose, yeah, red, blue, who cares? Right. The present moment is a gift. Yesterday's history. Tomorrow's a mystery. But today's a gift. And I, I seriously, I have found more meaning in life from Kung Fu Panda, uh, sprinkle in several Pixar films, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, but no, like that, that line um, was, was very, uh, in that scene, when basically it was kind of about him self-actualizing. And I right. think that like both of us are talking about, man, the present moment and you going through a process and you being the best version of you can be, you have to understand that you have to be in that moment of the best person you can be right. and also enjoy and embrace this, you know, in some strange way, Jamal. And I, like, I've even explained this to my kids and that they, they, they understand now once out of every about three years, I get really sick and I vomit. Mm-hmm. And during the time of vomiting, this is going to sound strange. I am so happy. I am so at peace because in that moment, I realize this only happens once out of three years. Hmm. I know there's people that go through chemotherapy. I know that my wife, when she was pregnant, vomited every morning. Yeah. And so in that moment, like I don't, for the record, I don't like the feeling before I'm going to vomit. No. But as I'm getting sick, I'm like, you know what? This is great. I normally don't do this. I'm so thankful for that. Right. And I try to be the best person I can be 
in that moment. I know that's getting really weird and woo woo, but like, even then, I, I just, I, I love the fact that our, our conversation tonight is about the present moment and how beautiful it is. Right. So, so let me let me just share this story that I that I read in in John Metcalf's book. Um, Josh. Josh, is it Josh? Yes, it Josh. Is. Yeah. Is, okay, I've been calling you John. See, this, I right. just I just picked up the book. Sorry, Josh. It's Josh, right? Yeah. All right, Josh. Anyway, so his book, right? Um, he talks about uh, an architect, and this architect um, was close to retirement. He had been building houses. He was known for his attention to detail and his ability to make a just any house just be the most immaculate thing that eyes have ever sat on. But he was close to retirement and he had been trying to retire for a few years and his company kind of kept rejecting him. They couldn't really say no, but they 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 said no though, or they found a way to make him keep working. But he was tired at this point. So he was like, you know what? He had a meeting with his boss. He says, No matter what I no matter what you say, I'm I'm gonna retire today. Um, because I'm just I'm I'm through. And his manager was like, listen, I just need you to build one more house. And then after that, you know, just retire after that. So, you know, after some deliberation and some debate and consideration, he decided to just, okay, fine, I'll build this one last house. Well, the architect determined in his mind that he wasn't going to really, he was just going to build, build this house and just get it over with. So, you know, when land and foundation, he missed certain things. When materials came in, it, he wasn't really looking at it with the same eye that he would look at those other houses with. Um, they, they, he cut some corners. He did some things. And he, he got the house up. It was built. He has his last meeting with his boss. And he says, um, okay, so, you know, I, I finished the house. And his manager, he was so excited. He pulled out a black box with a, with a red ribbon on it. And he handed it to him and, you know, the architect opened up the box and it was a set of keys to the house he had built. And the manager said, you know, I'm, I'm so, I'm, we're so grateful for all the work that you've done. And this last house, this one was your house and we wanted you to have it. And at that moment, the architect's heart sank because had he known that it was his house that he was building, he would have, pay more attention to detail. He would have focused more in the moment. He would have made sure that the materials are right. Could it be that we are building our proverbial houses and as opposed to, you know, cutting corners and, and not living in the moment, if we lived in the moment and made sure that what we were building was going to last for eternity, then if we're ever handed to the keys to anything that we ever put our names to or that we touch or that we're a part of, mm -hmm. we won't be disappointed in the fact that what we built was for us. Because sometimes the bed that you make, you have to lay in. I love getting philosophical. Yeah. Well, I'm going to leave it there. This is, we have dropped some nuggets tonight <laughs> and we've, we have waxed poetic, uh, for sure. Uh, maybe one of the reasons why uh, Jamal and I enjoy the show is because we enjoy having these conversations. The fact that you guys uh, will listen in is gold to us uh, when we get emails and DMs 
we appreciate that even more. By the way, if you are DMing me on Facebook, I don't, it takes, I don't know. I'm checking my social media about once every three days now. So if you are, apologies, I'll get down to it. It's the best way. Um, I'm going to do something radical, Don. Do it. I'm going to do it. Um, listen, I, I, I like this book so much mm. that I'm, I want to do a book study. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to actually give my phone number on this podcast. Don't stop me, Don. I'm going to give it. Um, if you call me and you're weird, I'll just, I'll just block you. <laughs> but um, I'm going to give my phone number. My phone number is 813-727-6123. If you're interested in doing the book study with me and you want to learn and grow, um, I'm going to start the book study and I'll have up to 20 people. Um, you can text me first 20 people, you know, text me. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the book study. You got to get the book on your own, bring your own book, um, BYOB and we'll set up zoom meetings and we'll learn and we'll grow together and we'll go through each chapter of the book and we'll talk about it and we'll have closed sessions. If you're interested, text me again, 813-727-6123. I'm going to have to let Joshua Medcalf know that. Um, yeah, Josh, Joshua. Um, yeah, that's Josh. awesome. Not and, jo- it, yeah, 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 yeah. It's Joshua. Uh, yeah, I think it goes by Joshua more than Josh. Anyway, um, cause I think he, I'm almost positive he has a new book out. Um, let me pull this up. Yep. Win in the dark. Anyway. Yeah. There you guys go. If you want to do a book study on chop wood, carry water, you can find out what so many athletes have discovered. And actually, man, that seriously, that book has resonated with a lot of athletes. So yeah, there you Listen, go. Text, but when you text me, let me, let me ask some instructions. I'm just in the moment. When you text me, text me that you want to do the book study. Indicate that. Tell me your name, where you're from, all that stuff. We'll, we'll make connections in the first 20 people. We'll, we'll go. If I don't get 20, we'll just go with the five or whatever the case is, but we'll do a book study. Okay. There you go. Very good, Jamal. As always, I appreciate it. I uh, will talk to you tomorrow at 5.30 a.m. Oh, yes. Other than that, for Jamal Crook, this is Don Wetrick reminding you as opportunities are everywhere. We'll see you.